Just beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Welcome everyone to the Boys and Bolos podcast, a special uh, Liverpool FC uh, Premier League win episode. Uh, Jarrett and I are recording. Well, I'm in the Rat Tail Bunker studio. Jarrett's at, uh, at his own house, but um, we thought we'd do a uh, quick uh, Liverpool tribute uh, podcast because um, after 30 years, they are the newly crowned Premier League champions. It's painful. No, it's not. It's not. It's not painful at all. Um, <laughs> I, I'm actually happy. I think they deserve it. And over the last two decades, there's only been a couple teams that I've been happy other than Chelsea winning. Leicester, obviously, that was a beautiful thing. Uh, Well-deserved. And then Arsenal Invincibles. But like anytime any of the teams from Manchester have won it, I've just not really enjoyed that. Um, but Liverpool have won it and they've won it in crazy fashion. I mean, normally in the Premier League, you're coming down to the last two or three weeks and and sometimes you're even looking at goal differential and they want it seemingly it's like a joke, you know, when the restart happened, they had to win. They had to score. If city were to continue to win, they had to, they had to get four points out of eight games. And for a team out of the games they've played, that's averaging 2.77 points per game. It, it was just honestly a matter of time. And it was kind of a joke. And I think that even since, January Guardiola had kind of been like all right we're just going to focus on the FA Cup and uh, the Champs League so it's super impressive and honestly if they're not building a statue for Jurgen Klopp I don't know what they're doing because since he took over from Brendan Rodgers it's just been night and day you go from a team that's like oh maybe they'll win the Premier League maybe they won't to a team that's going to win the Premier League not a question just uh, when then an if and a team that's gone back to back in Champions League and other than for Sergio Ramos's wrestling techniques and Karius being an awesome goalkeeper, I think they may even win back-to-back champs leagues. So this, this is a team, and also that's going to be at the forefront of the Premier League and the Champions League for the years to come. They're young. Yeah, they're young. They're signing players on longer-term contracts. Um, we just saw, I think, Van Dyke signed a, signed a four- or five-year contract. Players want to play for Jurgen. They they believe in them and they believe in uh, the team. They're all getting paid. I mean, the I mean, besides Man City, they're the um, you know the highest value club in the Premier League, and so they're making Champions League every year. They're going far in, in all the, their cup competitions. Um, they're just going to keep competing and, and playing well. So the players want to play there, um, and Jurgen's not leaving anytime soon. I mean, he, what he's done in four years is incredible. Uh, you know you know, undefeated home record this season. Uh, just, I mean, the fans are, are loving it. And um, I can't see uh, this ending uh, anytime soon. So it hurts me as a Spurs fan, but what are you going to do? Credit where credit's due. It does hurt. It hurts as a, as a Chelsea fan, but I'm also like, my hat's off because the best thing they ever did, plane going overhead, the best thing they ever did was they sold Coutinho. And with that money, they got Allison and Virgil van Dyke. And yeah. in today's game, normally teams don't make that move. They're not like, all right, we're going we're gonna to basically sell a guy who can help us get to the goal and then go buy people that help, you know, stopping goals. That's normally not the play. Normally it's – we've kind of been in like an arms race where every team needs a big three and then they'll just kind of figure it out. Um, but this team has really figured out how to score goals and keep them out. Um, and it's the first time in – I mean, when was the last time you had a defender in, in the conversation for the, you know, for the best player on the planet? I don't know. 
you have to go back to like the 70s, 80s um, when you had like, you know, Beckenbauer or something like that. Um, some of the older Dutch players. I mean, you just don't have those players in the conversation. So the fact that you have Virgil van Dijk holding down the back and anyone you put next to them will just shine because he's such a good organizer. And then you have this top three that's just freakish, you know, between Firmino, Salah, and Mane. No one wants to play against them. They're all so quick. They're all so technical. They move off the ball so well. And I think the most important thing is they're so unselfish. I don't, I don't sense any ego in that. When I look at like big threes in Europe, I'm like, you know, you think of um, – uh, Messi, Suarez, and Neymar. There was obviously ego in there because Neymar wanted to get out. And then he finally went to PSG. When you think of, uh, you had Bale, Benzema, and Ronaldo. Definitely ego. Bale does his own thing. Um, you know, Ronaldo is Ronaldo, uh, one of the best players, probably top five in all in all time, if not maybe in the top three. And so, the fact that you have these three guys that are also solid and also unselfish, I just there's only up. And I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know what pieces they add in the off season, but because Liverpool's value, I think has gone up like three or four times in the last uh, three or four, three or four, you know, times in the last couple of years, they're probably cash heavy and they almost don't even need to do anything. Um, obviously they're going to add pieces because you need to, to continue to be competitive. But like you said, yeah. their, their future I, is open. <laughs> I mean, I, I see them adding a, a central defender. Um, just maybe not even like a starting central defender, maybe like a, a player that can just be a piece um, with, you know, we saw Milner get hurt um, recently. Uh, I just think maybe they don't, they're worried about that, but that's, I don't think that's a, they may even pull somebody up from like their Academy or something that's, um, you know, can slot into a, a contributing role. I don't think they're going to go out and buy like a, hundred hundred million dollar player i mean that's just not gonna i don't think that's something they need to do it's not gonna do that much for them so but i mean it's it is crazy i mean you see the i mean this we do have like a boston connection here uh the 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 henry group went and um or they own most of liverpool and it's what they've done uh what they did for the red sox and now what they've done for liverpool i think they've really turned that club around um bringing in klopp and uh, like I think just a, a culture of like winning in that uh, club. And um, I mean, that's, those fans should be, should be excited about what, what they're going to see in the upcoming seasons. Yeah. And, and I think the crazy thing is, you know, you and I aren't old enough to remember Liverpool when they were Liverpool, right. When they were um, historically who they are, which is a team that wins a bunch of stuff. When I think of Liverpool, I think of, Oh yeah, they'll get an FA cup or two. Um, you know, they won, they won the Champs League twice in recent memory. Obviously, 05 against Milan was one of the best Champs Leagues, I think, in history um, with the way they were able to come back. Uh, and then the last couple of years in the final, last year's final against Tottenham, no offense, Jeff, but I would have rather, I don't know, I would have rather roof, done roofing for like the rest of my life than watch that again. Uh, it was just yeah, a was horrible cool. final. But regardless, their comeback against Barcelona was one of the coolest games to watch. Um, because they had to, they scored four goals unanswered in Anfield against Barcelona and Leo Messi, and that just doesn't happen. And yeah. so, yeah, they're, 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 it's scary that there's only up for them. That's scary, you know, because the other scary thing is City is so good and they're 20 points ahead or something, 22 points, and they finish with seven games to go. And City, yeah. other than, you know, yeah, Chelsea just beat them, and we're not going to talk about that now, but City are also a freakish team. And so, 
with City potentially not making the Champs League next year and then having big players say, hey, I'm going to leave now, I just see Liverpool being out of the next four or five years, Liverpool are going to win it two or three more times is my, yeah. is my guess sitting here now. What it comes down to is that those top four teams, we're not going to talk about Leicester. I don't think they're going to spend the money, but you know, Chelsea United Spurs and Man City, but you know, Chelsea United and Spurs are just going to have to spend. I mean, they're probably, the board is probably looking at it. Like who can we get that is going to allow us to get through their defense you know, like, or, you know, it's, it's because they're going to have to beat Liverpool. They're going to have to beat everybody, including Liverpool. And so that it puts all the teams in a really tough position where they have to spend lots of money. Like we're going to see record transfers, rec, uh, transfer fees this, this off season, because I, I mean, the premier, I mean, these, these, th- these clubs, these top three clubs have the money um and they need to get player. I mean, they need players to, 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 to compete. And so in a way it, it's, it's great to see the Premier League, like, you know, have the best club in the world. Um, so it elevates every team, but then again, you know, what's going to happen to those, those middling clubs and those bottom clubs are just going to stay at the bottom. So it, man, the hierarchy of is really set is coming into place. I mean, it's reestablishing itself. Um, you know, those top four teams, the teams that can spend the money, uh, keep players, and then, uh, you know, of course, uh, compete in the European um, stage. And uh, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I agree with you. I think Liverpool is going to have – it's going to be tough to knock them off their throne. Um, but, you know, what, what's Chelsea – Chelsea's already making moves. I mean, Chelsea's already signing players, signing, you know – they're bringing in players from the Bundesliga. They're bringing in, um, I know they're going to get more players from the Spanish league and um, Italian leagues. And, and it's what's, what's Lampard going to do in the off season. Now that he has a full transfer season to um, transfer window to, to pull in a player and United is, has some young, really strong young players. What can they do to, to shore up their defense? Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it is interesting to see. And, I think the thing that clubs like City and Chelsea have struggled with, Chelsea especially, um, is that you can't buy culture. Culture takes time. It takes a season or two to kind of create that. Um, The only thing I would say against that is when Conte came in, he was able to win in his first go-round. And from the first time he walked on the training, apparently he just like ran the guys like they were in high school, like high school freshmen. And until he just kind of like said, all right, I've asserted my dominance, but that's a rarity. If you want to build a strong domestic and European power, it takes multiple seasons. And Klopp is Klopp has done that. You know, he's, he's done amazing things. And honestly, I, I, as a, as a coach, I mean, who doesn't want Jurgen Klopp right now on their team? Uh, he's one of the most, one of the classiest guys around. If you see him in press conferences, you're like, yeah, I would love that to be the front, the front end of my like club. Um, you know, the guy who represents the culture that we're trying, which is just all for the team. It's all for the club. And the club is actually bigger than the team. It takes into account the supporters uh, and the history and the people who have come before. And I think he's, I don't know. I think he's just done a crazy, a crazy, I, I don't think he could have done better. You yeah. know? And like a team like United, I mean, we're talking about managers, a team like United there, they have a question mark when it comes to Solskjaer, they have a question mark um, and some of his staff and they don't know, what they, the, 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 there's been talk of whether he's going to stick around. So that's not good for the club. 
Um, I think Pep at Man City, he's been there long enough, but then again, what's going to It's kind of an unknown if they don't make, if they don't get in the Champions League and who's going to leave. Um, suddenly a bunch of players leave, that's going to lower morale. Um, I think Lampard, I think he's, he's having great success as a second year manager, um, first in the Premier League, but, um, and I think the players like him there and they're, and, you know, I think they trust him and, you know, he, he knows that culture of Chelsea because he's been there for so long uh, as a player and now as a coach, but uh, yeah. And then I, on the, on the fringes, like, like Mourinho at, um, at Spurs, he's Mourinho, you know, he's, he's hilarious and he's a, he's a character in and of itself, but we have yet to see him have success at Spurs, you know, even though he's had success at Chelsea and United and in and, and other European clubs. But I, I really do. I, I think it comes down to like the manager and whether they mesh with the, with the management, with the board, with those boards, because ultimately, you know, if they want to, they can influence who, what players stay and leave, but you know, when the rubber hits the road and they had to sign contracts and spend money, the boards sometimes clash with the managers. And I, I don't think that's happening at Liverpool. Um, and it, but will that happen at Chelsea um, when they face an off season where they are finished fourth in the, in, in, you know, way out of first place, way out of second place. Is that good enough if they just make the champions league? And so these are the questions that, and, and the things that are going to happen. Um, and I don't, and I just don't think Liverpool is going to have that. Uh, those, like a lot of those conversations, there'll be some, of course, like routine maintenance when it comes to contracts and, um, keeping people on board and all that, but it's no controversy happening at Liverpool. And I think it, that might, even in the top four or five clubs, it's happening um, in those other clubs. So, uh, I, yeah. And so everyone's scrambling to, to, to be on their level. And unfortunately it's only at their detriment, not Liverpool. So. so. Yeah. I, like I said, out of the next four or five, I think Liverpool are going to win before 2025. I think Liverpool will win two to three more Premier leagues. Um, yeah, maybe that's no, premature. Those, fan, those, those but, fans are going to be spoiled, man. I know. I know. And it's gonna be like New England, the New England Patriots back at home, you know. Well, it's it's you, you know you know what it feels like. It feels like when the uh, Golden State Warriors won in 2015, and you mm. looked at the roster and you said, "Wow, this is a really young team. They love the coach. There's a winning culture, and then they're gonna win the next couple of years." Obviously, injuries plays a huge part in this, and I think that if you take out any one of the top three for longer than a couple of games, it really affects. And the easiest way to kind of case study that is when you look at the Everton game, they were super flat because Salah wasn't out there. When you only have two guys you have to worry about with a flat back four, it's easier to deal with. When you have that third, it unbalances everything. And so as long as those, as long as, as long as they're healthy, I don't see any reason why not. Cause there's not going to be any reason to leave. They're going to be competitive on all fronts. So um, I also saw that in the intro music on the way in, you kind of got sick of the, uh, <laughs> you never want to, you never want cologne and you cut it off short. So uh, feel free to do that on the outro, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good, we, we don't need to talk about Liverpool anymore. I mean, we gave them their, their credit. We can go back to hating on, to, to hating on Arsenal, to talking about my Spurs. <laughs> you can, uh, you can talk about all your Chelsea transfer news that you want. Cause you know, that's hot right now, but. <laughs> it's, it's very hot. It's trending somewhere. So uh, I'll, I'll continue. I'll, I'll blend the podcast there. Thanks everybody for joining this quick episode, boys and bolos. Um, but I'll, I'll leave you all with uh, some more um, Liverpool uh, music to honor their.
Premier League. The Premier League win.